You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Good morning, listeners, and welcome to Dr. Ann's Relationship Radio. and it seems like all is well. I have been getting over this horrible bug that's going around, I think, the country. And so if I uh, sound like I am a little nasal, it's because I am. In the recent past, we had a guest to talk about retirement. I think, yeah, that was really recent. Our guest wasn't looking for a relationship, and he was happy in his own hobbies and had plenty of male friends and lived close to his grandchildren. Well, today we are turning the tables on that. There are plenty of single folks who come to me for counsel about how to find a satisfying, love-filled romantic relationship. When I hear this type of question, I usually want to inquire about how their past relationships were. Some talk about everything their ex did wrong but they don't seem to understand that they had a part in the failure of their relationships, too. (coughs) Others are very insightful and own the behaviors that contributed to the end of a previous relationship. Few of the patients I have seen have looked at their life as a journey, and few acknowledge the importance of self-love. Jack Veronin, our guest who shared his retirement life with us, talked about his love of self, and how he celebrates it. And today we carry on with a familiar theme for those who are actively working and for those who are not. And I'm really excited because today's guest has sort of become our resident male coach. Mr. Sam Pond has been a Shakespearean actor, an award-winning writer, and director in advertising, a playwright, and a screenwriter. Wish I had all those accomplishments. As if that weren't enough, astonishing achievement, Sam has traveled to over 50 countries, hiked and climbed steep mountains, was married for 15 years, has a son, and became a coach for men. I'm going to repeat that. He became a coach for men, and I say hooray for him. He describes his passion as setting men free, and it is my distinct pleasure to welcome Mr. Sam Pond, male coach extraordinaire, back to Dr. Ann's Relationship Radio. Mr. Pond, we are so happy to have you with us today, and it seems that I never, ever run out of questions to ask you. Yeah, we have a lot to talk about, Dr. Ann. This is, thanks for having me. Oh, it's, it's our pleasure, really. So we've had some back-and-forth discussions over email, and you suggested that you'd like to discuss how to get free, I'm sorry, how to get from here to there. How to get from here to there. I've been thinking about that. Well, I'm here. I don't know how to get there because I don't know what's going to happen. But I'd like to know what you mean by that. Wow, that's it's. As you said, this is a, this is a we're on a on a journey. Any one of us who is looking to expand our lives, and it's that understanding that it is an embodied understanding that this is a journey. We often look at this as I am not happy here, so I want to get there. 
but if you can't find some sort of acceptance for where you are and understanding that this is a journey, so and since there is actually no there to get to, unless it's death, and they're all going there anyway, then we, we can we celebrate where we are? Not just celebrate, but just accept. Because you can't get to New York if you don't know you're in California. And accepting where you are and finding that something inside of you that wants to move forward rather than I have to is really magical. That's where... Um, the groups I, I work for and my clients. That's, we work on that a lot. I think that's a pretty brilliant concept. You have to know where you are and accept it, I guess, to, to move to somewhere else. And Sam, do you also have to know where you want to move to, figuratively speaking? Well, we all think we know where we want to go, but there's a lot of surprises along the way. And uh, I've had clients think they want to date lots of women and then we get a little ways and they go they go no i think i want love and vice versa so it's that it's that curiosity in the moment which is really magical that it is and i want us guys listening to this to really think about what you just said now i think you have the belief that and i'm going to quote you men have so much drive and commitment they overlook the magic inherent in the journey. I have a few questions about this, Sam. So talk to us about how you see men having so much drive and commitment. Well, drive and commitment are really fine masculine qualities. Um, they also, related to what we were just talking about, can blow past what's, 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 what they're actually thinking and feeling in the moment. And... For example, I had a, a client on the well, a new client on the phone a month ago, and he was so filled with drive. I'm gonna. I just Sam. I just want some shortcuts. I want to know what to do. Tell me what to do. I am focused. <laughs> and after a half hour of just talking and feeling out what was going on underneath, he he he, he spent about ten ten minutes sobbing and realizing that he that driving commitment was railroading his experience in the moment, his emotions, those things, that vulnerability, which actually will connect him to women. I think that's a pretty ingenious way of looking at things, Sam. Now, explain for us what the quote, again, magic inherent in the journey means. Yeah. This is a hard one to talk about because it is kind of mysterious. Um, We have... I believe inherent wisdom that flows through that flows through us, and uh, and you as a therapist can also understand is that sometimes you say or do things with a client or make suggestions, and there's a little light bulb that goes off, and it really has nothing to do with what you said or did. It's just that they they have surrendered in a way, and an aha moment comes up not as a thought, but as a feeling. And I had one guy, look, he said, wow. I said, what do you, there's a long pause. And he said, wow, everything looks brighter. My world thinks, everything seems sharper. And it was this mysterious moment. And then the action he would take rises in the, out in the world rises from that moment. He was talking to women, all this. He was just completely liberated. So I call it the magic. I call it the mystery. 
and it, it lends a little bit of fun and awe, awe to the journey. And I like to think of it also as the journey of being or of discovering who you really are as a person, not who people told you you should be, but who you really are. And that's sort of a magical journey also. Oh, completely. Yeah. In fact, some of the most part, magical part of the journey is that they almost realize, I know this sounds a little nihilistic, but they're almost nothing, that they are completely fluid and there's so much freedom in, like, they realize, wow, I've been putting, if it was me, 100% of Sam into the world. Mm-hmm. But you know what? What if I just put 10% of Sam and let the rest happen? I don't know if that makes any sense, but that's what it feels like. It makes total sense. And just sitting here listening to that as a woman, it seems so freeing. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure it's just that idea is gender-specific because I know, and I can only speak for myself, I put like a thousand percent of myself in, and then I come home and I'm really tired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I, I, I like, it's like orange juice concentrate. You know those, you used to have those blocks of orange juice? And yeah. then you put it in, and it would be like, God, this is so sweet. Cause, but if you put in a tablespoon, it's refreshing. It's light. It has more... You don't need yeah. all that orange juice concentrate. I know, and then you have a lot in reserve. Yes, there you go. I like that. Yeah. So, and last, in, in this, uh, men have so much drive and commitment, and they overlook the magic inherent in the journey, quote, I want to know, why do you think that men overlook this? Well, we're really not culturally... Uh, trained to see this part. This is more of a feminine part, um, and I, I don't see um, this as masculine and feminine as, as male and female, because we all carry both sides, but it's that receiving part of us, that part of us that that surrenders a little bit, and we're just not taught to do that. We're taught that masculinity is purely drive commitment, and if you don't have drive and commitment, you're not a man. That gets very confusing for guys. I bet it does, and I, I've been curious about that, too. And women are taught a different thing, and maybe they're supposed to be taught different things so that they can meld together better. I don't know. <laughs> now, yeah, well, women feel better than, feel more than men. They're more in tune with another human being, and men are been taught to silo themselves in the old West way of, I'm, I'm going to do this, I'm going to get through this, and I'm not going to show, quote-unquote, weakness for yeah. reaching out or feeling more or crying. It's really liberating. Yeah, yes, it is. And, you know, when I have a, a group that I'm leading and they have to do a check-in, uh, I don't allow people to say, because uh, one of the questions is, how, how are you feeling? So, okay, fine, great, so-so. <laughs> I don't accept that. Those aren't feeling words, and I. part of my job that I want to have is to support people in figuring out their words that express emotions. Um, fine is not an emotion. No. In fact, that's, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a broken record on that. I, th- I can't th- think of how many times I've said good isn't an emotion, fine isn't an emotion. 
So I've changed it from how are you feeling to what are you feeling. Oh, my God. I'm going to do that today when I go to work. (laughs) Let me know how it goes. (laughs) Oh, thank you. That's just brilliant. What are you feeling? Okay, I'm going to... I'm going to, you know, emblazon that in my memory. Now, uh, we're before we go, up on let, a... let me just, okay, go yeah. ahead. We have a break, but go ahead. No, 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 go ahead, because we have a moment. Oh, my, is that, I'm sure men are out there wondering, like, why the hell would I want this part of me to be revealed? And this is the part that connects you to another human being. Vulnerability, openness, feeling more connects you not to other human beings, but certainly to women. When women can feel you, their the attraction is possible. They can't feel you, gets messy, gets confused. That is so true. Because there's nothing worse, from according to my female patients, than a guy who's like so all or nothing, like it's this way or no way, mm-hmm. or um, everything's great because I have the power over it, or everything's lousy because I don't want to change anything, right? Or the, sh- or the shy guy who doesn't know how to speak up, and he's, he's locked down, and, and women don't have a chance to get to know him. Yeah. Now, listeners, I'm, I'm sorry, but we are going to have to take a break from Mr. Sam Pond, male coach extraordinaire, but we will be right back in a few minutes. The disease of addiction is a life-altering challenge, not just for the person suffering its effects, but also for the family and friends who support and love the one caught in its grasp. What should be the course of treatment? Who is the best person to render treatment? And what is the best place to go for the care that is needed? We know that you want answers to these and many more questions. Call 770-696-9862 and speak to a representative of the Atlanta Healing Center. They can tailor a program specifically designed to address the needs of the person suffering with an addiction or give you guidance as to where that help may be found. Information is the key, and the trained staff at AHC is here to assist. If you wish, you can also get more information on the website located at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. If your health insurance premium is more than your mortgage, Ellen Deal with Ideal Solutions is here to help. Whether you're a small business owner, individual family, or baby boomer, email MAGA45CAG at gmail.com, and I'll respond with three easy questions to help you determine if you can get away from Obamacare. As a 20-year veteran of the insurance industry, I'm here to help with all your insurance needs. Email Ellen Deal at MAGA45CAG at gmail.com. morning. My name is Mike Mizell. I'm a retired Army colonel and president of the Johns Creek Veterans Association. We meet in Newtown Park, and part of one of our projects is the installation of the Healing Wall, the half-scale model of the Vietnam Wall that traveled the United States. Well, it's coming to rest, and it's going to live in Johns Creek forever, the half-scale model. We're looking at a possibly a march implementation ribbon cutting ceremony and we're looking for donors and sponsors that want to help us in this great project you can donate at jcvets.org
This is Ron Camacho, host of the Business Hour, on Fridays from 10 to 11 a.m. Join me as I talk with passionate professionals on a program that profiles the best businesses, business professionals, business practices, and fascinating individuals to get an insider view of how America works, 10 to 11 a.m. on America's Web Radio. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Okay, folks, it seems that Ann is having a problem uh, communicating with us here in Atlanta. Uh, I hear you, David. All right, well, you're on. Oh, okay. <laughs> Listeners, welcome back. I guess we had a, a technology glimpse. glimpse. And we are welcoming you, you back to Dr. Ann's Relationship Radio, and we were, are with our favorite male coach, uh, kind of our resident male coach, Sam Pond. Now, Sam, I want to ask you <coughs> about male coaches. And I love men that have coaches. And I have a patient <coughs> And my patient is so much happier than he used to be. Describe for us what is a male coach. Well, it's just a choice that I... Mate. Now, I, I think men having male coaches, especially a man who has seen a few things, investigated a lot, dived into their own journey, I never consider myself uh, an expert in anything, but I'm an expert in a way that I know a little bit more than most guys. So that makes me an expert, just a couple of percentage points over. Uh, so, so having been on that journey and not and not like uh, coaching people on things that I don't know anything about, um, I can feel them. I know where they're at. I can. I, I I've been through something similar myself. So I think that's what's powerful. Hmm. Now, one issue that keeps popping into my office is about dating over the age of forty. It seems to be a challenge for each gender. And how do you coach men about dating over 40? 
You know, I'm, I'm conflicted about this subject because I'm, I'm going to be speaking in Miami about this. They asked me to speak about exactly this. And as I've been contemplating it, even, even raising the question suggests there's something different and creates, even might even create more of a story in men's heads that something's different after 40 or after 50 or after 60. The only thing that's different is the amount of stories uh, that get piled on over the years, and we get hardened to them, and we start to think this is what reality is. And so with men over 40, it takes a little more unraveling of these belief systems and all the emotions which are underneath to start to tease them apart. Um, you know, as people get older, they can fall into the trap of, of, of resignation, or this is the way life is. You see how my life has been for so long, this is the way life is. But we, once we crack that reality open, it's things, amazing things can happen. Well, I have, a reality, me, so. I have a reality from the folks I see. So for the women, men who you are potentially dating don't want to hear about your grandchildren. That's not the center <laughs> conversation. And for men, women don't want to hear about your grandchildren either. So let's table that conversation initially and have it briefly because they're your grandchildren, not the person you're dating. I've had this complaint actually come into my office twice this week, so that's why it's timely. Now, totally get that. The, yeah. Now, with the folks who often seek my counsel, there seems to be a great fear of rejection. Have you found that too, and how do you coach men who have that fear? Well, the fear of rejection is really primal um, because it, uh, it it triggers that part of us that, um, you know, life and death was uh, a thousand years ago was about, or even a couple of hundred years ago, was about if you weren't in the community and you were outcast, then that is death. You would die. So it triggers that same part of us. How I reframe it with guys is that it's there's no such thing as rejection. It's just preference. If you were a box of Honey Nut Cheerio, Cheerios on the giant wall of cereals at a grocery store, and someone walks by and picks Raisin Bran, they didn't reject you, the Honey Nut Cheerios. They prefer Raisin Bran. And that oh, starts to crack guys open. I love the way you reframed that. That is brilliant. Now, um, I wonder, there's also, or if there could be, is there a, a silent fear of success? And plain, explain for our listeners what the fear of success might look like. I love this topic because it is hidden. It is secret. Men can't feel it. They think in their head, of course I want success. But with, if she likes you, now suddenly you have accountability. You have to really show up. In fact, being quote-unquote rejected is so much easier because then now you're back to being free and, and you don't have to do anything. Well, a girl likes you. It's like, oh, here I am. Oh, you can feel, the, <laughs> feel every, all the resistance to that. And it's secret. They don't, see, they don't see it and feel it, and they're surprised when they get in touch with it. Interesting. Now, how do you help guys identify if this is a factor 
and how do you coach them to overcome it? Well, that's different for every guy. Um, it, it, it's any time you shine light on, an, even just shining light of a, the light of awareness on a, a, a on a thought system, then it starts to unravel. So all we do is really is just keep bringing it up. And if a man's talking about he's going back in time, oh, well, the reason I'm doing this is because of this. I go, well, that's, that was then. What's happening right now? Are you afraid that she will say yes? And then they'll realize, well, yeah. <laughs> I'll have to be my best self. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. And then who am I? It's all wrapped I up know. together. And I think the same is true for women. Although sometimes I think we're more in touch with our best self than some of the guys that we date. And um, maybe that's a difference we could talk about at a different time. Oh, now, Sam, that's a good your, topic. That's a good topic, huh? Yeah. Um, in your practice, have you found that the men that you coach, probably like much of the population, want what they want, and they want it fast, and they want it as fast as they can get it? As I was saying, I've had the guy I talked about who uh, broke down into sobs uh, um, was exactly that. And and most guys, even if they don't know it, they just they're, they're just they feel like they're unhappy in one moment and they'll be happy over there. And that um, they get frustrated when they wake up the next morning. Like God, I paid this money. I have all these things. I'm not different. So what we really coach them in, I and the groups I work is. I call it the 1%. 1% change, 1% effort, 1% more stepping into tension, 1% more stepping in through into your fears. It doesn't have to be big. Starts to crack things open and that we trust that 1% over time, 1% regularly over time create just like a compounding interest curve. Seems flat, seems flat, seems flat, and all of a sudden, reality starts to change very, very quickly. So, yes, there's patience, but there's also understanding in that how we actually embody change. Yeah, uh, when it does, also, because people think he's an overnight success. There's no such thing as overnight success. It's right. just that's the moment when all those 1% add up and they crack things open. Yes. Now, this sort of impatience thing. So for the people who have often come to see me, they they want it, they want it now, they want it like they want to have it. But so many of the men who seek my counsel, counsel haven't looked at what they need to change in themselves to have more successful um, relationships, romantic relationships. Do you have a comment about that? Yeah, that's just... Me made me think that um, unconsciously we it's easy to blame the outside world for our inside world and all the outside world is doing say if you're in a traffic jam and you are infuriated traffic jam doesn't make you infuriated you have infuriation inside of you and you can choose to feel it and channel it or you can just keep saying, look at the world, look what the world's doing to me. And once we realize it's an inside-out world, that everything I around me is, I, is of my creation, whether you believe that or not, but it's more fun to believe it, 
then then now life becomes your movie that you're actively directing and in the middle of. Oh, I love that concept. Now, would you discuss for us the importance? Ah, ah I just looked at the time. We have to take a break. Hello, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Have you ever wondered what doctors talk about amongst themselves? If you do, join us on the Doctor's Lounge and hear the doctors' conversations amongst themselves. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. If your health insurance premium is more than your mortgage, Ellen Deal with Ideal Solutions is here to help. Whether you're a small business owner, individual family, or baby boomer, email MAGA45CAG at gmail.com, and I'll respond with three easy questions to help you determine if you can get away from Obamacare. As a 20-year veteran of the insurance industry, I'm here to help with all your insurance needs. Email Ellen Deal at MAGA45CAG at gmail.com. Whether cruising the Strip at a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Listeners to Dr. Ian's Relationship Radio. We are here with male coach extraordinaire Sam Pond. I think you ought to put that on your card, Sam. Male coach extraordinaire, because it's true. Now, before the break, <laughs> before the break, we were talking about men wanting it fast, how they want it, and I'd like you to discuss for a moment the importance of taking a small step. Yeah, as I said, it start. They really start to compound. They feel like nothing's happening. Let's say um, uh, the, the kind of small steps I would take if a man's interested in meeting more women. We could say, well, okay, five times a day, walk up to any woman, whether you find her attractive or not, and ask where the closest Starbucks is. Now, that's a small step in connecting with another human being, something they would not normally do. Emotions are going to get triggered, thoughts are going to get triggered, and then he can, once he learns how to, and so we work on accepting, embodying these things, not pushing them away, and letting them flow through you. So as the, these are the kind of small steps we do. Then we ramp it up. Can you ask for Starbucks and tell her that you appreciate something about her? Can you walk oh. up? And so as, as the tension comes down, and they can handle more tension, then they up the activity to a point where I've seen men in in a week doing this over and over and over again find themselves mysteriously walking up to a girl and saying, Hi, I just saw you, and I um, I wanted to say hello. Wow. (laughs) In today's world, do you think that women um, might be more cautious with that kind of thing? That's a, such a good question. Uh, yeah. All the women I've talked to, they're, they're, women are so on our side, and they are waiting for us to show up. They're, and the media right now, over the last few years, has been pounding us all. But if a, if a woman is approached by a man with an open heart, 
And even if he's nervous, even if and if he shows up, oh my god! Like, where have you been? Maybe they don't <laughs> like you, or that, 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 but like, oh, women want to be appreciated, totally yeah. sexy and, and connected, and it's natural. Yeah, nothing's yeah. more natural than a man walking up to a woman and saying some version of "I like you." Yeah, and if somebody said that to me, I'd go, well, you don't even know me. How do you know you like me? <laughs> and that's when a man says, I don't know. I just do. Who are you? <laughs> so let's say that a man you are coaching meets someone he's head over in heels about. Mm. What do you think comes first, the thoughts or the feelings about this person? <laughs> yep, that's a big one. That's the big one, isn't it? I am um, one of the groups I worked for, Fearless, amazingly powerful work, uh, uh, believe that thoughts come out of the, the, the emotions that are flowing through our bodies. And I believe that. And I've seen it many times. I also work with another, uh, with another coaching philosophy, which believes that our thinking creates our entire experience, including our emotions. So it's a, for me, it's a chicken or the egg. Sometimes our thoughts are so powerful that they create feelings inside of us. But I've also had guys who says, I know something's going on and it's creating thoughts. It doesn't really matter because it's all about uh, how those two work together and, and freeing them up so you can be more present in the world. Wow. And, and so we really shouldn't care about what comes first. Is that right? Well, you, maybe let the let the coaches and therapists worry about that. I, I don't burden <laughs> my mostly with my with my clients. That it's it, when it comes to thoughts, I just say, look, it's just another thought, and they're made of nothing. In fact, they're not even real. In fact, they're probably all lies that have been put into your head by somebody outside of you. Once they realize that a thought is just a cloud, and what's left is feeling. It's like, oh, and now I feel this. Now we stop gluing them together, and that's the path to flow. Oh, that's pretty powerful. Um, I think that many of us men and women have some negative experiences when it comes to dealing with the same or the opposite sex. And once we have the negative experiences, I found that negative emotions can arise as a result. Negative experiences often lead to feelings of wanting to avoid that person with whom we've have had that negative experience, or maybe wanting to insulate ourselves from taking any risks at all that would lead themselves into a repeat of the negative experience we had. I hope I've made that clear enough. So talk to us about this. Can you give us a reframe about negative experiences and negative emotions? That, my first thought is, and I talk to guys about this, is that they dramatize what they perceive as negative, um, and what and what we talk about it. <clears throat> what if there's no negative or positive? What if there's no bad or good in anything that you've experienced or felt? Maybe there some things feel heavier, and some things feel lighter. Some things feel not feel uncomfortable, and some things feel expansive. So when once we start to sort of play around with, oh, this. This bad thing happened to me, and now I'm suffering. Well, they often realize that when something, quote-unquote, bad happens, then something 
good might happen because of it. I've seen this hundreds of times, even in my own life. So I, I don't think of I don't think of things of I'm always trying to find a new word for negative and positive. I know. Contracting contracting and expanding. What does it feel like? No, it feels tight. Well, can we make it feel expansive or open? Yeah. Okay. I think that's something for all of our listeners to ponder because the negative and the positive, that's kind of our cultural frame. But to reframe it, I think, might be really important for many of us. Now, Sam, you've mentioned to me that you are embracing three principles and have embedded them into your coaching what are those three principles, and how are you weaving them into your <clears throat> There was, a, back in the 70s, there was a <clears throat> simple Scottish welder named Sidney Banks. I encourage people to look him up. Not many recordings of him. But he was a man who woke up one day without any education and understood how reality works. And it's very powerful and simple. The three principles... And by the way, don't try to understand or grasp these because it's more of a feeling than a thought of universal mind, which is that expansive wisdom of the universe that just goes out. Some people may call it God or creator. Universal consciousness, which is our consciousness as human beings that we can see and think and observe the world and the possibilities. And then our own personal thinking, which creates our individual realities for better or worse. What I love about this is that we are not our thinking. Our aha moments come from what we talked about before, that mysterious place of inherent wisdom, which is, doesn't come from us trying to solve a problem. It's, uh, it's our birthright. And I've seen so many sh- guys shift when we are allowed to think or feel the space between our thoughts. And yeah. it's and and it works really. It's really, it's very open and loving and powerful. I'm going to play devil's advocate here for a second. So a lot of folks who I see do the same thing over and over and over, expecting a different outcome. They they think that there's really nothing that they need to change, and so it's all about whether there's some woman who or man who's interested in them. And I'd like you to just comment on that, if you would, because I think we need to be a little more self-reflective and look at how we are in the world. What do you think? Well, from the three principles perspective, it's all about introspection. and But it's not like diving back into our old stories. It's about awareness in the, in the moment. And what you describe is, 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 is the world is is addicted to an outside an outside in world as we talked about before three principles is very inside inside out not just what we are responsible for but what we can actually create how how the lens of the world as we see the world uh, can be created as you move your movie projector out into the world as opposed to oh the world is a series of still photographs are unchangeable. Huh. I also, okay, I, I hope so. I also know that men, in spite of what they tell themselves, have feminine and masculine sides. Explain that for our listeners. You know, for men, um, 
the world were, you know, feminine and masculine and saying, guys, you have a feminine side and men, whether they know it or not, have resistance to that, to the word. But let's just say this is our, our, our masculine side is our penetrating, leading side and our feminine side is our feeling, receiving side. And if you can feel your, often we coach men in feeling their backs, feeling the back of their legs, the back of their arms, that's their masculine frame. That's what moves forward through the world. But if, you, if you're closed off in your front, in your heart, in your stomach, in your balls, then you are, you're, you're a robot. So it's embracing that feeling of the world because all this understanding of women, of connecting to women, it's like, oh, I'm going to say this line and I'm going to do this thing that I saw in a YouTube video. Uh, it's uh, it, 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 you become robotic. Once you start feeling down the front of your body, like, wow, I'm here and I can feel you. And she can feel, whoa, we can feel each other. This is interesting. I, I viewed that the other day when this male uh, patient I have was just like, this is the way it is, and this is the way it needs to be. And, I, and he, he was talking about how he says it to a, a woman who's in his life. And um, I said to him, could you reframe that and make it a little more gentle? Mm. This guy became the most um, attractive, and I don't mean sexually because I'm a therapist, but he became approachable. He became vulnerable from really letting go of the rigidity about him and his masculinity and I, all the other men in this group went, wow, because it was so visual. Men get more, when they go through these shifts, it's true, they get more attractive. Whether I see them on the Zoom call or out in the field, all of a sudden, like, wow, you look more, the feeling has helped you look more masculine. Yeah. So They look different. They, they vibrate different. They do. It's just the truth. So you think that men should embrace their feminine side, and I think we've really covered about why. But could you comment um, quickly, because we are coming up on a break, about in any other ways that you see that being in touch with your female side as a male benefits you? Well, let's reframe. Let's let's take the word feminine out, because um, even I'm a little triggered by that kind of feminine side. There it is again. <laughs> Sorry. It's my receiving. It's my receiving. No, it's a, it's these are words we we work around. It's a, a, you know words like receiving or surrendering or vulnerable. Men don't understand how vulnerability is connects them to other human beings and certainly to to, to women. And I have men say, look, what what do I say? I say, well, say what you think and what you feel. And they'll say, walk up and they'll say, I saw you, and I think that. My thinking is you're way too pretty for me, and I'm feeling nervous. And we're going to have to break on that because that's a good place to break. You're way too pretty, and I'm feeling nervous. Listeners, we will be right back with Sam Pond. And guess what we're going to be talking about, listeners? The kink list. Hang on. We'll be right back. If not, you probably know a family member or friend 
but needs help in battling the cravings and the personal and professional damage done by the effects of drugs or alcohol. Get a pen and paper and be ready to write down the following. These are the issues that the trained staff at the Atlanta Healing Center address and treat every day. Their doctors and counselors with over 40 years of practice in the field of addiction can treat the suffering individual in a thoughtful, compassionate, and experienced manner and guide him or her along the path to recovery. So call 770-696-9862 and speak to a knowledgeable staff member about how you or your loved one can be helped to enjoy a better and healthier life. More information is also available on the website at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. This is Daryl Pullis inviting you to listen to America's Homegrown Veggie Show right here every Saturday morning at 10 Eastern Time. Great guests, great tips, and valuable information about growing your own vegetables, fruits, and herbs. You can keep your doctor, you can keep your plan, and every family will save thousands of dollars a year. I'm Ellen Deal, and if you've been hurt by the Affordable Care Act, you can email MAGA45CAG at gmail.com to see if we can help. Small business owners, individuals, families, and baby boomers, email MAGA45CAG at gmail.com for three easy questions to determine if you can get away from Obamacare. I'm a 20-year veteran of the insurance industry and here to help you for all your insurance needs. morning. My name is Mike Mizell. I'm a retired Army colonel and president of the Johns Creek Veterans Association. We meet in Newtown Park, and part of one of our projects is the installation of the Healing Wall, the half-scale model of the Vietnam Wall that traveled the United States. Well, it's coming to rest, and it's going to live in Johns Creek forever, the half-scale model. We're looking at a possibly a march implementation ribbon cutting ceremony and we're looking for donors and sponsors that want to help us in this great project you can donate at jcvets.org you're listening to america's web radio on the america's broadcast network.com thank you for listening Listeners to Dr. Ian's Relationship Radio. We are here with me, Dr. Ann, who's getting over a cold. If I sound that way, I apologize. And our kind of resident male coach, Sam Pond. And Sam, I'm going to change the topic because I want to make sure that we cover this. I've heard that there's a thing called a kink list, and I know our listeners want to hear about this. Um, and remember, listeners, part of the goal of Dr. Ian's Relationship Radio is to keep us all up to date on new concepts. So I've heard that this list helps men overcome sexual shame. Tell us what the kink list is and how it helps men with that. Oh, good. We're talking about sex. This is excellent. Yeah. Um, the um, uh, sexual shame, well, that's a whole issue, uh, another we can... I'm sure we'll be talking about that as we talk about the kink list. But the kink list is, I don't know who put it together. It's an eight-page list, a worksheet, I should say, of every kink the author could think of. And we're talking everything from cuddling 
uh, to vampire gloves, which I had to look up. I had to look up like six of them. And the list is, there's instructions on the list. They're organized in a way that you actually fill it out. Do you have experience in this kink, in this in this uh, activity? Do you are you open to it? Are you closed to it? Are you maybe? And you fill out, you fill it all out, and your partner fills it out separately, and then you sit together and you go, oh, you, you like puppy play? That's such a thing, and um, and it creates a conversation that it's like a starting point for a conversation about sex. Some things are completely outrageous. There's something for everybody. And um, I've even encouraged men, I mean, when they look at it, they'll actually have, uh, it, they'll be able to, they'll have resistance even just reading it. And then we can talk about, you know, how to work through those emotions that, uh, that limit them. The great thing is that I've had men who uh, I, I've given it to, they have it on their phones. And even on a first date, I know for some guys say, how can you talk about sex on a first date? Well, that's why you're both there, right? You're there because one over the both of you is attracted to the other, which means I want to have sex with you. Mm. So the list is a way of, I've had men just, excuse me, Seth, they'll just be on a date and they'll, and they'll swing the conversation around. He goes, have you heard about the kink list? And they'll <laughs> laugh because it's kind of funny. And then they'll <laughs> laugh and they'll talk and they'll look at it on this phone and they'll say, wow, uh, uh, human furniture wonder what that is human furniture and it opens up a conversation and then it actually may talk of they may end up talking about their attraction for each other or what they're interested in or what what do they find sexy in a man or a woman it's really liberating wow. so so you can google the kink list um i'm not sure you can but if any listeners out there would like a copy i'd be happy to send it to you to them and my contact information. I'm sure we'll exchange that at the end yeah. of the show. So. Well, why don't, you give, why don't you give that now since it's timely? Because <laughs> people go, yeah. kink list, Sam yeah, Pond, you can, you, what's your you information? Can the, <laughs> you can get the kink list from me. My website is uh, just my name, sampond.com, or you can email me at sam at sampond.com. I'd be happy to send it to you and talk about it. Wow. So um, just to pique my curiosity, which you have, what are what, the vampire gloves? Is that what you said? <laughs> vampire gloves. They're gloves that one person wears that have a scratchy surface to them or extra long nails that you can actually rake them across your partner's body. And it creates sensation. That's the thing about BDSM. It's not necessarily pain and pain and pleasure. It's that interesting area in between. It's all sensation. Some vampire gloves hey. are really extreme. They're really meant to draw blood, and some people are into that. So it's just a way to create well, more sensation in the body. Okay, vampire gloves it is. In all different <laughs> sharpnesses, I guess. Exactly. Well, <laughs> you learn something new every day. Now, on top of that, Sam, you've mentioned what you call the effort energy. What is that? One of my favorite things when I'm out, say with a, a client, I'm we're out on the street, 
and he has processed a lot of emotions, a lot of resistances that happened this week in New York several times. Where a man's struggling, he starts to shut down, but he finds the opening, but he's still still engaged in the world and, and, and even asking women where a Starbucks is. And so but he has not directly gone up to a woman and expressed what he's what's what he's thinking and feeling, a direct approach as they would call. And there's always a moment when I'm walking next to him and I can feel his vibration change. I look over and he's got this look on it. He sees a girl and there's a moment where he just goes, F it. And he steps through fear. And it's one of the great things because that means the resistances are, are not, uh, are down to a point where he can actually step through it. it. Seems impossible to step through some fears. But when they're down a little bit and they go, all I need is a little bit of choice, a little bit of courage, choice to step through. It's one of my favorite moments. I see it all the time. And he's all of a sudden, or a client I'm walking with side by side, and I'll look around, and he's gone. And I know it happened. F it. And he, and he peeled off and talked to a girl. It's the greatest thing. I, I love it. You say F it to your fears. Yeah. Yeah. Best things in life are on the best things in life are on the other side of fear. Oh my gosh, that's such a profound thought. I have this little um, technique I teach for uh, anxiety, and it's people looking at their index finger and looking over it and looking back at it, and it really does break those anxiety brain connections. And I call that giving anxiety the finger. So we have, and people love that, like, I'm going to give my anxiety the finger, and they look at their index finger. So it's metaphorical, and it's literal, <laughs> and they love it. So I love, say, F it to whatever it is your your walls are. Can we say that? Yeah. Yeah, And but and with this caveat that some, some walls, some fears are so big that stepping through them would fry your nervous system, and then you would disconnect from it, your feeling, and then... All, all hell breaks loose, but you got to get to that point. Now, that effort moment may just be to ask directions. That maybe that's yeah. all they can handle. But you want to be able to step through an appropriate amount of tension. If you go through it, if you're at a ten and you try to do it, well, it's an interesting experiment. But you might yeah. just fry yourself. You want to get yourself no. to a point where you can feel it all, like life flowing through you, rather than shutting down on you. Yeah. I see that we have about three and a half more minutes left together. And, Sam, I want you to share, if you would, about mm, a couple or three or so of your favorite moments in working with men. You know, this actually segues from, from the effort energy. This is one of my favorite moments working with any man is I was working with a, a, a little French guy in Bucharest. Uh, we were running workshops, and he had, a lot of, he had a lot of resistance. He'd done a lot of hard, good hard work in the, in the workshop, and we were out on the streets just sort of practicing. Had him do a lot of indirect approaches and, and getting more involved. And he was getting more free. He said, Sam, this is not so, this is not, this is getting easier. And we reviewed that the thing, which is, you know, the outside world is far kinder than our inside world. And he was getting proof that the outside world is accepting of him and appreciative of him. So I, after an hour, I said, look, uh, 
uh, at some John, some at some point you're going to have. I want you to directly see a woman you like her and tell her why you're talking to her. I said at least one, and he looked at me and he said no. <laughs> and he looked at me and he put up three fingers and he said at least three, and he marched off. One is not enough. And it was that moment where he found this courage. And he, all of a sudden, and he just said, "Wait a minute, I, I'm, I'm here." And I'm speaking my truth, and if they don't accept me... So he just had that moment of, I'm going to do at least three. And you know he did like eight. Wow. And he lost count. In fact, I asked him, I said, do you know how many women you talk to, either indirectly or directly today? He said, oh, five? 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 Fifty? Fifty? That is so heartwarming. He told my dad a nice hat. Yeah. I'm going to have to cut our program off because we're at the end of it, and you've given us so much information this morning. And I'm so glad that there are male coaches out there. And women, there are female coaches out there, too. Sam, can I, I was going to ask you if anybody could be a coach, but we don't really have time for that. Give us your information <laughs> one more time. Yes, my website is my name, uh, sampond.com, and you can reach me directly at sam at sampond.com. Happy to talk to anybody, and and we'll send you the kink list, or we can set up a free coaching call and find out where you're at. Sam, thank you so much for being our guest this morning. And listeners, this is Dr. Ann Schiebert thanking you for listening and reminding you that my Let's Make a Contract book series in it There's a book entitled Getting Through Difficult Romantic Relationships, and you can purchase it anywhere books are sold or on the DrAnnSchiebert.com website. Until next week, this is Dr. Ann Schiebert reminding you that only you can create your world the way you want it to be. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.